You can now hear Tech Actually on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly on your iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or WebOS device. The latest episode is always available for you. No syncing needed, no memory wasted. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Actually, episode 102 for the 2nd of October. It's October already, Jesus. 2nd of October, 2010. I am David McVeigh, and I am joined in studio by Josh Philpott. How are you, Josh? I am still here. <laughs> Isn't that the name of a new movie? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm, not going, I'm not going either way this time. I'm not giving you the justification of saying that I'm good. And I'm not going as far as to say I'm bad. I'll just say that I'm two coffees in and it still haven't hit my zing yet. Uh, it'll get there. It'll get there. I'm sure of it. Uh, what is this show? This is the official tech podcast of geekactually.com. Uh, we put out three shows every week. We put out this show, our film show, Film Actually. And then we have a ramble at the end of the day with our after show. Which... Tech Actually, Film Actually, Geek Actually. And actually, 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 <laughs> and we are live for those who are listening to the audio podcast. Uh, if you want to join us live, you can join us every Saturday starting at 12 p.m. We record the three shows back to back. This is Australian Eastern State. Oh, actually, no, Australian Daylight Eastern Daylight Savings Time after today, um, uh, which is UTC plus 11, I believe it is. We add an extra hour to that. Um, so if you want to... just confusing me. I know. I hate this Daylight Savings crap. So if you want to join us, you can join us at geekactually.com forward slash live. Now, we do have some follow-up to last week. Um, I was sent an email from uh, our good friend and listener, Geek Betty, who actually has sent through an article that says... That the Iranian nuclear facility, remember if you remember last week we talked about Stuxnet, yeah. uh, actually has now confirmed that they have found traces of Stuxnet across some of their system laptops. Not the actual main system, though. Um, but I thought it was amazing that they actually disclosed that they actually did find some. Mm. Just to recap for those who don't remember, Stuxnet is this weaponized superworm um, that uh, melts down infrastructure. And the uh, thought is that it's it is a virus, it, computer virus. It's a computer virus, yeah. and and they, the thought is that it is uh, a computer virus that is basically aimed at one system. Mm. Um, they don't know what system it is, but they believe that once it hits, if it does hit, that it'll literally melt the system down, uh, wow. shut it all down. And a lot of people have suspected that it's the new Iranian nuclear power station, and uh, uh, which has also brought all the conspiracy theorists out of the woodwork, uh, Josh. Mm. Who do you think the conspiracy theorists think created Stuxnet? The American government. Oh, that would be one one, one particular. I figure. Uh, I figure we blame everything on them now. So you know why change? Yeah, why not? What the hell? Yeah. Um, so according to this article that was in the Sydney Morning Herald, um, they have actually confirmed that uh, some of the staff have found the stuck the stuck neck worm has been uh, found on some of the uh, uh, equipment and uh, laptops and so forth across the nuclear power station, but not in the main system. So it hasn't actually melted anything down. Um, I am surprised, uh, as I said at the beginning, that uh, Iran actually admitted 
that this was even hap- taking place. Well, dude, you know? I would imagine that even you would want as much help as you could as to not have it explode. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Like, most people don't really want that stuff to happen. Um, now, it says here that um, the infection of several computers belonging to workers at Boucher will not affect plans to bring the plant online in October. Oh, God, that's now. All right, so everybody, uh, when they decide to bring the plant online if in October... If you see a large flash in the sky... <laughs> let's say, you co- cover your eyes <laughs> and hold your ears, because <laughs> it could be a very messy situation. Anyway, so that's just some follow-up. <laughs> Nor do you blame Scientologists. I blame Scientologists for everything, quite frankly. <laughs> oh, God, just lost part of our audience. I'm sure of it. But anyway... Um, oh, fine. It doesn't matter. All we right, don't need those ones. Let's get on to uh, this week's news. And I'm just going to say, this is... I, I don't mean this to sound like an ad because it's really not an ad because, of course, in the show notes, the first thing I actually wrote was, really, Telstra? Why? You know, why is it that only Telstra is getting this? This little device that's on screen right now is a little USB modem, and basically this could be the future of mobile internet um, because this is a little, a, this is a little um, USB uh, uh, broadband device that goes over the cell networks, but it's got clocked up to 18.9 megabit, megabits per second. This thing wow, is a that's... this thing's a rocket ship, man. And they're actually saying that um, in real world, uh, you're probably going to have typical speeds hovering around about the four megabits per second. But even four megabits is still rocket fast for these little devices. They're saying that in the middle of the CBD, under good conditions, this thing is faster than a lot of people's basic home ADSL. Um, unfortunately, as I said in the opening, it's only available through Telstra at the moment, which I think is just sucks. Because yeah, Telstra always gets things first, man. That is true. And I, what I'm hoping is that uh, it will uh, we'll see the same technology, but in different devices, and we'll spread this out a little bit. But I tell you what, this could mean uh, portable networking actually yeah, comes of age. Yeah, exactly. Because at, at the moment, 3G data connections for anybody who's on an iPad or iPhone or any other smartphone will know that they're really not very fast at no. all. Um, so it'll be nice. Now, I decided, Josh, that mm. I want to be an analyst. Um, (laughs) These people have the best job in the world. All they have to do is talk shit all day long, and people take them seriously. I know. I I think this is brilliant. There's a guy in the games industry, uh, Michael Patcher, who I absolutely hate, because the man just says what we all already know and (laughs) and gets paid heaps of money to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And and the reason why I bring this up is because um, uh, we've got an article here uh, that was in news.com.au. Goldman Sachs, the analysts, Mm -hmm. have basically come out and saying, in the new year, are you ready? This is what they're saying. In the new year, we think Apple is going to release new iPads that are thinner and have a camera. And apparently a mini USB port. And apparently a mini USB port. What? Well... Yeah, and I look at this and I go, you can say anything you want. Okay, will we have a new lighter iPad with a camera in the new year? I think it's probably a given that this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, we just saw a newer, lighter, thinner, camera-fied iPod Touch. Mm. So why wouldn't there be a thinner, lighter? Does the iPod Touch have a camera on the front? Yeah, front and back-facing cameras now. Right. Um, so you look at it, and it's as thin as paper. And so you look at it and go, well, with the iPad, of course, one year later, the iPad is going to get an update, and that update is going to be thinner, and it's going to have a camera. And the mini USB port I'm not sold on. Even after Steve Jobs came out and said he doesn't want one. Yeah, no, no. But Steve Jobs also said, let me see, what is, what is some of the stuff that Steve Jobs has said over the years? Steve Jobs has said that nobody would watch video on an iPod. 
Mm. Um, <laughs> and Steve Jobs has said that. Oh, sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was watching videos on my iPad. <laughs> That's right. Steve Jobs has also said <laughs> that uh, there would. Uh, what was it? There was no. There was something about the iPhone. Um, oh, there'd never be multitasking. Dude, I saw for the first time ever, this is really weird because we, I didn't know you at this stage, but I saw one of the first ever, like I'm talking before the black 3G, um, I saw one of the ones before that that had the gray back cover and the connection port on the top wasn't flat. Oh, the, yeah, the, oh the, 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 with the white back. With the, oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. God, what an ugly piece yeah, of crap. First, first generation iPhone was crap because we didn't get it in this country. Mm. Uh, we kept, because we picked up the iPhones from the second generation, the 3G yeah. ones. And uh, so we never got that first generation iPhone. We actually had the black panel, which is where the Wi-Fi was. Yeah. And the blo- but it was a white plastic back that had a black band around the back. It was, it was awful. Yeah, I know. I finally got to deal with one of those today. And just the plug-in port on the top, you can't plug anything into. No, no. And that's what they, they designed it so it had a proprietary headphone jack. Oh, uh, and they, they fixed all that. And that's the thing. I mean, things go through changes all the time. And all I can say is these analysts sit there and they go, oh, that's going to be... Uh, a seven-inch iPad next year. Well, mm. you know what? There might be, but you have no inside information. That's the thing. I think the the takeaway from this story is that analysts don't have the inside information most of the time. It is speculation, and all they're doing is looking at what has already come and what could possibly come, and then they say whatever's on their mind. Write an article, and people go, "Oh, look, Gordon Sachs says." Oh, sorry, Goldman Sachs says this is this is coming. It's crap. Don't listen mm. to them. Until the announcement comes, nobody really knows anything. Mm. Anyway, I had a graphic for that and everything. I forgot to bring it up. But I do have a graphic for this one. And in the history of bad ideas, I think this is a really bad idea. Now, the American listeners out there will have already seen this um, because this actually came out a couple of months ago in the States. But it finally hit Australia, which is Facebook Places. Now, um, this is only relevant to mobile Facebook users um, because you actually have to have the GPS in there. But basically what this allows you to do is check in. So if you get somewhere, you can go to your Facebook and check in and it tells people where you are. Do I really want people on Facebook knowing where I am at any given time? And I know Foursquare does this and this is you know, one of these popular things at the moment. I don't want people following me around, quite frankly. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that, man. That's... You know, I just think all of these location things where they say it's like like the example here on this graphic that I just brought up is things like, you know, such and such is in the subway station right now or such and such is in Parramatta. And it's like you just think, really, do I really want you knowing where I do you really want you following? And what's the story? If you were uh, working or you were a student and Mm. you were playing hooky (laughs) and going to the movies or something like that. Now your boss can go, I know you Dude. were I know you weren't at home, you were actually at the cinema at this time. Exactly, but this is like and and you know what, I have no sympathy for people that get caught doing that sort of stuff because it's the same sort of thing as those people that go pretend that they're sick and then go on Facebook and go at the cinema, lol, great movie, whatever. It's just like, dude, You've got to understand. People are watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, now, we've got Callisons has said that, uh, back to the analysts, they're saying they're more inclined to listen to Kevin Rose in regards to Apple. I agree. Kevin Rose has been on the money for the last, I think, three Apple announcements. He's got somebody on the inside. He has to. Um, he's, been, he's the one who's leaked photos of the new devices and all sorts of stuff. So I don't know where he's getting his information. Kevin Rose, for those who don't know, is the uh, head of Dig. And the creator of Dig, mm. and he keeps breaking stuff right left. So he was the one that broke the news that uh, Google was going to be doing a social network soon, the whole Google Me thing, yeah, which yeah. we still haven't seen yet, but there's a lot of hints in that direction. Yeah. Um, anybody in our chat room use uh, Foursquare or now Facebook 
places or any of these location-based things? Anybody else here think I'm crazy and go, what the matter? No, I doubt it. Northy says, going back a while, Northy says about the iPad, a camera? That's homo. Hey, no, 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 no slurs in this chat room, please. (laughs) (laughs) All right, look, I'll move on from Facebook, but I just got to say, I think this whole location thing, I think social network, Calisynth says, I don't use Facebook. Good on you, Calisynth. I tried to leave Facebook. Remember? Remember that? Yeah. Remember? I tried to leave Facebook. I I pretty much kind of have. I don't use my personal account at all. (laughs) Josh, I got a story for you. I know. I, I, wait, wait. Which one? This oh. one. <laughs> Black yeah. Ops. Yeah. Coming soon. Call of Duty Black Ops. When's it coming out? Uh, it is not this uh, November. <laughs> November. Okay. There was a rumor kicking around um, when Black Ops comes out that there was going to be a level where you could kill Nazi zombies. Mm. Who doesn't love a Nazi zombie? Then it came out. They're saying, no, no, no. This is just nonsense. And, and people are, are, are just uh, being silly about this. And there really isn't anything like that at all. Well, apparently the official retail listing for the Black Ops Strategy Guide mm. has, has been released at, at PlayAsia.com. And it includes details of achievements and trophies, co-op, and wait for it, Nazi zombie coverage. Yes. Well, uh, funny enough. You Tell should. me about it, Josh. Funnily enough, you should mention that. Uh, I am trying now to circle around a point so that I can quickly find this, but I can't seem to find it. Keep talking. Uh, I, was about to say, I was about to say, this comes back to that game that we used to play on the iPhone. Mm. Um, now, who made that? Do we know who actually produced that game? That was, no, that was part of 5, because 5 had Nazi zombies. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. All right. So, so. so it looks like uh, this is the uh, Treyarch uh, yes, a Treyarch, and uh, it was Call a standard Treyarch thing. So, like when we saw it, we were like, "Damn right, that should be how it is." <laughs> um, yes, it is official. I have the email in front of me. I'm just making sure that I'm not supposed to be not talking about this. No, we're good. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's official um, release as well from Activision themselves. They've actually now come out and said that we are good and that. Uh, it will. Uh, every version of the game will come with it. So now I just realized that we've been talking about this with. I don't think we've ever given the full title. Just for those who don't play the game, this is Call of Duty. Is it now? Is it called Modern Combat Black Ops or is it just Black Ops? Uh, no, no. What's the full title of this game? It's Call of Duty Black Ops because Call of modern, Duty Black because Ops. Modern Warfare. Uh, it's not set modern. So oh, it's not set modern. Yeah. Okay, okay. So Call of Duty Black Ops. Now I have a quote here from uh, Josh Olin. Um, who is the Treyarch community boss. Yep. And he says uh, he's been basically defending off the rumors of this on Twitter uh, for a while, and he finally made an admission of sorts. Uh, according to this article, he said, co-op reveal was coming, and quote-unquote, it's not something I want to spoil ahead of time. Mm. Quote-unquote, if zombies have anything to do with our top-secret co-op mode, then it's a safe bet there will be a trailer for it eventually. So the fact yeah. that he's even talking about trailers and stuff, and now you've got the confirmation email saying yeah. it's coming. So I think for all those Call of Duty fans out there, you'll be able to shoot zombie Nazis. And who doesn't like zombie Nazis? Absolutely. Zombie and, Nazis are the bomb, man. <laughs> and, and also, it's probably one of the best parts of Call of Duty 5. When you finished that game, which was also a really good game, um, and you got the Nazi zombie mode, and you could grab four friends, sit in a room, and fend off waves of zombies. It was really, honestly, it was like something <laughs> I had been trying to do for years. Cool. And, uh, yeah, no. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to what they add into the new one. Okay. Has everybody got their geek cap on? Is everybody ready for what I think is probably the most uh, 
I'm uh, very curious. Amazing thing I've seen in quite some time, and here it comes. Really, with the music? <laughs> you, you, you had to Wait for it, Josh. <laughs> All right. Enough of that silliness. This, my friend, is a gaming, a gamer's computer called the Origin. This computer, uh, how would you feel, Josh? How, how much would you want to, want to spend for a good gaming computer? I don't know. I want to know what's in it because you tell me what's in that thing because right now it looks like a small nuclear power plant. So. <laughs> okay, this is the Origin PC uh, from Origin PC, which you can find on their website. Just Google it. Uh, this is a PC-Xbox hybrid, mm. uh, and it will set you back uh, just a paltry $23,000. All right. This machine... Uh, is uh, customizable features, Intel Xeon processor, second CPU. It could, you know, you, you go on. But I've actually got the full stats here. Are we ready? All right. For $23,000, and this is really a uber geek thing, so I apologize for those who don't know what all these numbers mean, but Josh is going to know. So let's have a look here, and we're going to say, oh, by the way, I've got one more picture that I'll show you. This is the inside of it. <laughs> I love this machine. Hold up. I'm going to get a bit closer to that, so I'm going to go off mic for a second. This is the inside of this is the inside of the machine. Okay, it is a custom DD Tower 29 case, dual Intel Xeon X5680 overclocked processors at 4.3 gigahertz, liquid cooled. Uh, it is on an EVGA SR2 motherboard, liquid cooled. It has 12 gigabytes of Corsair, 2000 megahertz RAM. Uh, its cooling is a fully liquid-cooled system, origin high-performance dual CPU, GPU cool, uh, liquid cooling system. It has quad SLI EVGA GTX 480 uh, graphics cards, liquid-cooled. It has quad... Now, this is where I thought, boy, that's not very much, but listen, keep listening. Quad OCZ 50-gigabyte uh, Vertex 2 hard drives in RAID as the primary for... Uh, form of storage and then it has dual two terabyte uh, uh western digital caviar black drives uh in raid um then it has two uh 1050 watt power supplies <laughs> to power the whole thing it has a 12 speed pioneer blu-ray burner dual integrated gigabit ethernets uh, wireless, uh, N wireless, uh, it has media card reader, it's got uh, built-in audio, but it has full digital outs. Um, it then has as its external ports all the usual stuff, so it's got PS2, USB, IEEE, eSATA's, digital outs, uh, digital out Toslink, digital out and coax. Uh, it's got audio ports, it's got uh, fans, but the most important part is it also has built into it the entire contents of the Xbox Slim. Oh really? Built into the into the uh, uh, into the box itself as well. Uh, now it comes to you shipped in a beautiful wooden crate. <laughs> hey, fucking grand. <laughs> this machine they're saying is the fastest, beefiest game machine ever released. Um, it actually starts at I think uh, the the ten thousand dollar price tag is a starting price tag. That's for standard quad core chips or like uh, i sevens, uh, but it goes up. To the Xeons and the uh, monster machine. For that anyone is. in the chat room that heard all those numbers and is wondering what all that means for <laughs> it normal means people, fast. 
that computer is a small country's worth of freaking data processing. That now, is... you have a choice. You can buy a small car or you can buy this computer. Now, that Admittedly, can... this thing here, if you you know spend a little bit of time with it, could probably fly you to work <laughs> because there's about 900 fans on one now, side. Now, I would like computer. to point out that it has the quad graphics cards and it has all this wonderful stuff. That $23 price tag does not include... Monitors, keyboards, mice. I think if you've got 23 (laughs) grand to spend on a computer, you're not going to care about that, dude. (laughs) I love the internal work on it. I love this fully liquid-cooled system. And it's really interesting when there's other photos on the website. If you go to their website, you can actually see you can see the Xbox chips. They're mm. actually clearly labeled Xbox, and you know you've yeah. actually got the entire core. So it's basically two machines in one. And the idea of this machine is that you not only have a kick-ass PC mm. uh, for PC gaming, you just whack your Xbox game in there, and it plays Xbox Live and lets Xbox games and everything else as if it was an Xbox. Yeah, what's the legal parameter? I on that? think they've cleared it all because it actually is official Xbox material. So. Yeah. Um, I think they've actually cleared it. This well, is like so. You're saying when you put the games in, it will go to the Xbox. It just goes into the Xbox mode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look. Um. Then good for them. I mean, just seriously, I I would love that <laughs> computer, but I'm not going to get excited about it because I'm not going to go anywhere near it. Not for twenty three thousand dollars. No, no. I'm all right. Seriously. <laughs> I just thought that was that was an awesome. I found that online, and I just Kellison wow. brings up the interesting uh, point that does that mean that it's going to Red Ring with all that liquid cooling? I would hope not. <laughs> With all that liquid, without that liquid cooling, I would be very, 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 very scared anyway. Because what I find is most people that spend twenty three grand on a computer don't know how to maintain liquid cooling. So the whole thing is your computer only works for about three years, and then something busts, and then it all goes downhill. You don't want it to spring a leak. No, no. All right, so that's that's the uh, geek wet dream for the day. Now, now I've got to say, uh, this next story is very, very sad. Okay. Uh, wait, I want to. I'm sorry. I need to point out one of those comments before we go on. Um, nor the. I'm sorry. This is the one time where I'm actually going to disagree with that. Um, Twenty three grand will not be at all obsolete for probably about six years, and that's not a joke. No. Because that computer is so powerful. It's not even. It's it's damn near. It's overpowered. I it's, imagine you will go on a blacklist from the American government because your computer is capable of doing things it shouldn't be able to do. Yeah, look at that computer at the moment and you got to consider this. The motherboard that that thing is sitting on is so powerful that even if they did enhance the... Ch- I mean, you got to remember this thing's got... What is it? It's quad Xeons? Was it quads or dual yes, Xeons? Yes, quads. Quad Xeons that are liquid-cooled because they're already overclocked. Mm. To double their speed, right? Yeah. This thing well, is all. This thing is already well well okay. spec'd out. If you spend two and a half grand on a computer, which is about what you averagely pay to get a decent system, you would get a quad core, which is four cores running in the same time. It's like having four brains basically um, running at one point seven, right? Mm. And that is considered ridiculously fast. Yeah, what like am I you running can, at the moment? I'm running... Uh, you are running... I f- you're running an i5 quad, but you're running it at, I think it's 2.2. 2, yeah. Right? Okay. Um, those ones can be overclocked to about 3.06, I mm. think, at their, at their highest speeds. So that's... that You wouldn't put it that high, but it can go that high. So it's kind of funny because if you think about it, that thing there is starting at 4. Yeah, and, there, and there, look, there is validity to the argument that is coming up in the chat room, which is there's an old saying in the IT world, which is as soon as you buy a computer and walk out of the store, it is already worth half of what you paid for. 
Yeah. I mean, computers have no, uh, have no um, uh, value over time. They mm. become – they devalue over yeah. time. And as soon as you buy it, it is out of date basically. Yeah. Or saying though that like an Apple computer – and we're not going to try and beat the Apple horse here. But like an Apple computer, I have an Apple computer and an Apple laptop that I've, got, I've had since 2007 that are still – as up to date as one of the ones that is running now. There's nothing I can't run on that machine. So the machine is still a valid computer, whereas I've had PCs, which I have bought, and a year later, there's already software I can't run anymore. (laughs) They're not fast enough or what have you. So there is an argument to say that, yes, okay, it is worth less once it comes out the door, but will it be able to do everything that you need to do? This machine will be able to play any game you can throw at it right now in its I, highest resolution, highest I would say frame rate, for the next five years. For the next five years, easy, easily. And yeah. I'm meaning, I'm meaning that thing there is powerful enough to run full spec, um, uh, something like uh, what's the one? Crisis. You would be able to run Crisis, which has a very good graphics system, but a very bad engine behind it, which is why mm. it's always run so slow. It's why other things like you know, uh, Unreal or something like that run better because there's nothing behind it. This system will push your system. That would run that in high specs without even blinking, Mm, mm. right? And that program that runs that engine is not even, like, even most people haven't jumped on the developing board for that because no one wants to buy it because no one has a computer good enough to run it. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Look, I look at it this way. There's also a very old joke from Dave Barry. Um, Dave Barry is a satirist and a writer in America. And Dave Barry actually once said, if you want to buy the fastest computer on the block, mm. if you want to be the best computer, you know, how do you buy the best computer today? He said, what you do is you get a piece of paper and you write down everything that you want in that computer. So you write down what process you want, what, you know, RAM, how much this, how much, what you're willing to spend. You write down in, in as much detail as possible everything that you'd possibly want about that computer. Walk into the computer store, scrunch up the piece of paper and throw it in the air. And the one that it lands on, buy. <laughs> right? Because basically when you're in that bracket of, you know, the $1,500, $2,000, most of these computers are going to do pretty much the same yep. thing. Mm-hmm. All right. This is an exceptional computer. This is something that is really hardcore. Yeah, and I, I imagine, like I said, I imagine governments and terrorists lining up for this. <laughs> yeah, no. This thing would edit video like a son of a bitch. Could you imagine? <laughs> It'd be like you would click on render file, and it would be like done. done. <laughs> no, you'd be going going. To It'd click be on. waiting. It'd be waiting for you. You'd it's go like to push the button the for render file, and it would be finished before you push the button. <laughs> You know what, man? A computer like that will just—you uh, know—it will just become self-aware. And it will just tell you what you want to do. You'll go to do it. And Origin like, I've PC. I've already done it. Origin I've PC already. is Skynet. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Now, look. This is a really, really, really sad story, and I got to be very careful here because I even wrote in my notes here. I even wrote in my notes here that this might not be in the show because I don't know if I can deliver this with a straight face. All right. So. Please be aware, I'm not trying to make light of the situation. It is very sad. A man died. It's very sad. But come on. No, I'm sorry. Come on. In the irony department, this has got to be the definition of irony. (laughs) All right. Stop it, Josh. All right. James. All right. Here we go. We're trying to get through this with a straight face. This is James Hesselden. James Hesselden died. James Hesselden is the UK owner of the Segway Company. Stop laughing, Josh. James Hesselden had an accident this week. He was riding his off-road, off-terrain Segway and drove off a cliff. 
All right. <laughs> I can't do this story. I'm sorry. So he rode his off-road Segway off-road <laughs> quite literally. I'm sorry. This is terrible. This man, according to all reports, look, according to all reports I've read this week, this man was the nicest man on the planet. There are no suspicious circumstances to his death. It is an accident. Look, he, I feel terrible for I've, laughing at that, but there's just, no, dude, I'm, I'm sorry. Look, let me explain quite clearly what I'm laughing at before everybody stops listening to the show. I am not laughing at the fact that the man drove... Off a cliff, right? I am not laughing at the fact that he accidentally turned and drove off something either. I'm not even laughing at, you know, at, at even just the fact that he looks, you know, like... <laughs> I, I'm laughing at the image of a man standing on a Segway falling off a cliff. That's what I'm laughing at. It is the image of a man standing on something, leaning mildly forward... As he careers off the edge of a cliff. Our chat room is horrible. Okay. No, 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 no. no okay, Callison says, I laughed and felt really bad when I read this for the first time. Uh, I Am Asface says, serves him right for owning a Segway. He owns the company. <laughs> it's not even owning a Segway. Uh, with all due respect for him, if you die on a Segway, you deserve to die. Oh, wow. Wow, that's rough, Northy. Uh, Callison says, how fast was this Segway going? Now, I look, he's got to have been really hoofing it through lost control. Well, no, I hear those things can get up to quite decent speed. And if he's going off-road down a hill, Hill near a cliff loses control. My question is: Segways don't have seatbelts or anything. Yeah. Why didn't he jump backwards? If you know you're heading for a no, cliff, no, because that's the whole thing about Segway, isn't it? You're leaning into the weight of the movement, so there'd be no way to jump off it. Yeah, if you tried to jump, it wouldn't. I think work. it's very, very sad. Look, and I mean, I, I really, my, fa- my heart goes out to the Hazelden family. Look, like I know? said, I imagine it wouldn't have gone down the way it is in my mind. I think that's the problem when when you read the title of the story, no one's. It's very difficult because of what... The Segway is that very particular image because there's only yeah. one way to drive a Segway. I didn't know they made an off-road version. <laughs> no, they did, and they're really quite cool. I've seen them uh, in action. They're like quite—they're uh, quite maneuverable and they're quite fast. And you know, like I mean, and I imagine that in reality he would have tried to get off. He would have tried to leap out of the way and so on and so forth. But it's just, you can't shake that image of the man leading slightly forward with something moving straight. So that's the reason you end up laughing, because there's that image in your head of this dude just kind of like, not even, even especially after at, going off after the cliff, he's seen, still kind Especially of, after you've seen movies like Paul Blart Mall Cop and stuff, yeah. where he's racing around on that Segway, and you just picture that. I wouldn't call going, it racing. Going off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just, I feel terrible for laughing. And, you know, like, my heart does go out to them. It really does. But that image is just, you can't really, you can't really shake that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just showing Josh a picture of a family on Segways. It's like, like lemmings going yeah. off the cliff. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so sad. Oh. No, look, it's very sad. And, I, you know, as I say, it is terrible that, you know, no loss of, you know, all loss of life is bad. And it is terrible that this happened. But I just, it's the irony of the whole situation when you sit there and go, the owner of the Segway company dies on a Segway. I mean, it's driving just, off a cliff. Driving off a cliff on it's, a Segway. It's like, what the hell is that? You know, that is just, it's got to be the worst headline in history. Okay, this is an in the. This We're is, so going to hell now. And we are going to hell. We are so going to hell. But let's 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 talk about um, the Australians, and then we're going to move into the National Broadband Network because there's a couple of issues we need to talk about. But first of all, this go this falls into our only in Australia category. This man and this company are trying to produce beer for use in outer space. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Apparently, we can't have a space program in this country because we don't think that far in advance. But no, we can't have a space program because <laughs> no one's figured out how to take beer into space. That's the honest truth. Us and the Irish are both sitting there going, space? How am I going to get beer in space? Well, the Four Pines Brewing Company in northern Sydney is coming up with a new formula that they hope will be the beer for outer space. Uh, researchers, uh, they're trying to make sure that the beer will have the same taste and drinkability and biometric data on body temperature, heart rate, blood alcohol content, and so forth when it's in space. So we want the people up there that are Drunk. working. <laughs> <laughs> we want our astronauts spacewalking. Drunk as skunks. Very good. I don't think beer and space travel are two I things. Just, yeah, I think, like, and the other thing that I don't quite understand is these people that go into space literally spend their entire lives working at, like, a thousand percent in their mental capacity. They have to be the best mathematicians. They have to be the best runners. They have to be... We've all seen what happened to Barney Gumble in The Simpsons when he had <laughs> beer. It just... You, the, the two don't mix. There's no reason to get be- it's space beer. According to this, it says there's a lot of anecdotal evidence. This is from uh, this is from uh, Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, it says that there is a lot of anecdotal evidence of astronauts sampling a bit. There is an issue of morale for long-time space missions. I'm sorry, if you're on a long-term space mission, the last thing you want is a bunch of bunch of astronauts getting drunk and they're sitting around and going, "Love you, man." No, no, dude, <laughs> just deciding to drive home, like getting really, really lonely out there, and just be like, "I'm, I'm just, I'm driving home. I need to see my wife." Nor the you know, chat room's going, "Look at me, I'm stealing Neil Armstrong's flag." <laughs> They just go for a dude. Can you imagine joy rides in uh, in in the space buggies? Just ringing up mission control and being like, "Guys, we crashed into a crater and we can't get it out." Yeah, uh, Snake says, "Are you allowed to fly the shuttle drunk?" That's a good point. Is it going to be breathalyzers in space? They'll be on the walls and they'll be a dollar each. And Callison says, "One small step, my ass." Uh, I just think only in Australia would we think beer in space is important. Okay, um, now, what do we got here? Now, we have, um, as our topic of the week, it's kind of short this week because we've got a couple other things to do. Um, I just wanted to bring up a few things about our National Broadband Network because we kind of went, oh, the election's over, Labor Party got in, therefore the National Broadband Network goes ahead, isn't this terrific, and all, all of life is sweet. Well, not quite that simple, it would seem. Ba-bow. Uh, according to uh, the uh, news.com.au this week, and the Sydney Morning Herald and a few other articles are reporting vital legislation that would actually allow them to lay the cable <laughs> actually was null and voided at the end of last year or at the sorry at the end of this year mm. just before the election um, because the government went into caretaker mode and they couldn't sign off on legislation and so forth and so fiber to lay fiber on new estates the uh, legislation lapsed now what they have to do is put that legislation back through Parliament. Uh, to get permission to lay fiber in all the new estates. Mm. Well, now we have this incredibly hostile house uh, mm. with this minority government and everything. They're having trouble getting it through. Mm. So uh, things may not be sitting as pretty for uh, the fiber optic network uh, that we hoped, quite oh, frankly. Um, so Stephen Conroy is fighting it and basically trying to get things going on. Uh, it says uh, the $9 billion Telstra deal, for instance, mm. uh, is also kind of sitting in uncertainty at the moment because of the fact that it was passed at the end of a government and now they have to kind of renew everything. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So there's all sorts of things going on. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this will all work out, but there is an issue with Telstra. 
because Telstra is now basically saying, you know, if the NBN goes ahead, great. If the NBN doesn't go ahead, eh, we don't really care. Ah, oh, man, you see, that's so <laughs> wrong. Well, see, it's in Telstra's interest now because Telstra can basically say if the NBN doesn't go ahead, we have no competition. Mm. So Telstra is no longer sitting there going, oh, well, you know, we've got to make it go ahead. They're now sitting there going, well, we'll just wait and see. They're playing games now. So now we've got Telstra playing games. We've got legislation that hasn't passed. So we've got an NBN that's basically sitting doing nothing at this point because we have a hostile government or a hostile um, shadow government, I should say, which is basically already admitted that their job for the next three years is going to be wreck to wreck everything that the government does. Why? Because he's bitter because he didn't get government. This is the Abbott government. The, the Abbott, Abbott people have basically said they're going to wreck everything that comes their way. They don't want to try and make it work because they are so pissed off that they didn't win this government. Um, and I just think this whole thing is petty, petty, petty. And if we don't get the NBN, I'm going to be really, really upset because this is one of the main reasons um, that uh, we wanted this to happen. Hmm. And just to add, uh, oh, first of all, before I go on to this next part, uh, apparently a guy called, now let me get his name right here. I didn't have time to uh, highlight my articles. Here we go, Carlos Slim. Got to love that name. Mm. Carlos Slim. Carlos Slim is one of the uh, richest uh, telco moguls in the world. Mm. Um, and he has basically criticized the NBN, and he's come out of the woodwork. And all I can say is, what the hell do you have to do with any of this? He's like in South America, right? Yeah. But he's basically criticized it by saying that it is silly or stupid to invest this much money in infrastructure because it could be outdated shortly, right? And all I can say is, how long have we been having fiber networks now? I mean, fiber is actually, as far as wiring is concerned, is our fastest option, right? Mm -hmm. And it has been for a long time. And yes, there's lots of wireless options out there, which is kind of what the opposition was trying to throw out there. But the question is, can you get the same kind of broadband speeds on a wireless network that you can get on fiber? The answer is no. Mm. No, you can't. doesn't matter how fast your wireless network is. There is no wireless protocol out there or wireless system at all that will give you the same speeds as a wired Fiber optic network. No. Fiber optic, this thing's going to kick ass when it gets on. We're going to be the envy of the world, and people just want to block it. Okay. I'm sure the chat room has got things to say about this, but at this point, you look at it and go, $43 billion is not a lot of money. We spent more than $43 billion sending troops to Afghanistan and Iraq. You know, America spends $43 billion in a day, all right, Uh, with their wars and stuff. You look at it and go, this is a major infrastructure overhaul. Mm. We have had the same basic crappy copper network for a hundred years. Yeah. You know, it is time to upgrade the infrastructure. It is not wrong for the government to want to put in infrastructure. You know, I, I just I don't understand what the argument over all of this is. Maybe. I don't understand why we are so hung up on this and we sit there and we go, Oh, but we gotta get our gov- our you know, our budget back in a surplus. Why? It's why? Mon- it's play money why? it's play money anyway. You know, you sit there and you go as a, as a government, governments go into debt, they come out of debt, they go into debt, they come out of debt. You know what I mean? This is what happens. Everybody on, in this country, well, most adults in this country probably have credit cards and you don't have any problem with being in debt. You don't like it, but you say, I've got credit card debt, right? Mm. That's all national budgets are. Is, it's like credit card debt. Okay, so we put, we're putting the national broadband network on our credit card. We'll pay yeah. it off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we have such a strong economy 
at this point in time that we have the credit rating. This is the time to build infrastructure. Exactly. You know? I agree. So I just look at it and go, stop arguing about it. Sign off on it. Let this thing go ahead. But I have to – one last thing I have to say about this, and then we're going to get on because we've got a couple of things like apps and things to talk about. But Stephen Conroy pissed me off this week. Now, Stephen Conroy often pisses me off. Right? Yeah, no, I was about to say. I was just waiting. I'm like, right? But okay. look, since the death – and I put quote unquote around death since the death of the censorship filter. Uh, Conroy hasn't put a step wrong. He's been really driving the NBN forward. He is the driving force behind it. He is making it happen. However, he came out this week and said that he is not dropping the internet censorship filter. Now, are you ready for this? This is his quote, even though it is unlikely to get anywhere. So he's not what <laughs> the man he's got a bug up his ass about this you know, this censorship filter, and he actually said the coalition are this is his quote he actually said the coalition aren't backing it, the greens aren't too keen on it either under the new paradigm paradigm it's realistically unlikely to get anywhere. Do you therefore think it, oh no, so this is somebody asking uh, Conroy sorry somebody uh, William Rollo asked Conroy that mm. the coalition aren't backing it, the greens aren't too keen on it either under the new paradigm it's realistically unlikely to get anywhere. Do you therefore think it's fair for voters to see your insistence on it, on this policy as a time and money waster Conroy uh, said you don't simply, because you've got a lot of criticism, say, well, I'm not going to run away from that policy. Why? You're not going to get it through. Let it go. It's not going to happen. Nobody wants it. Um, I just, and, and, and the point was raised again, where they actually said, this is uh, from news.com.au, where the point was raised again, where they said, it's not going to affect peer-to-peer, which is where most of the piracy is. He actually said, in quotes, the filter is not an attempt to deal with peer-to-peer. So, yeah. so if it's not going to actually block where the problems are, you're just going to be pissing people off because of – now, let me, let me just reiterate this one more time because he said it, his quote so many times. There are 330 or whatever it is uh, horrific sites out there of child pornography, and that's what we're trying to block. Does he actually know how many websites are out in the open web? 330 websites is like point zero 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 one. Mm. percent of the internet out there you know it's like and you know what i do a lot of google searching i do a lot of bing searching i do a lot of yahoo searching i'm around the internet a lot i I've have never never, seen one. never no. stumbled on a child pornography site and i have all the safe filters turned off i have never once stumbled onto a child pornography site mm. i've stumbled onto a couple of bestiality sites but it's a whole different issue <laughs> but yeah. by accident but of course no 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 like, <laughs> like dude, google, dude, i'm just playing I'm I do Google image searches a lot for this show, and you type in things. You go, I need an image of such and such. You type in an image, you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa." (laughs) No, dude, sometimes you will literally stumble on the weirdest things. I was looking up a picture for Call of Duty, and I stumbled across some chick going under a limbo pole without anything on. Because she was going to be on the Call of Duty. (laughs) (laughs) Must have been. Oh, God. Anyway, moving right along. Northy says, herp de derp, let's build a dam in the desert to stop water. <laughs> that's, a, that's pretty much what Conroy is going on about. So, look, I wouldn't worry about it too much. The I don't see the internet censorship filter actually getting back on the table. I don't see anybody even wanting it. Uh, um, let the man let the man have his driving force. As long as he keeps doing this part right, you know, like once he's got that through, he can go back to being, you know, 
crazy old man in the corner screaming about internet filter. He, he can a, do that. He has a serious bug up his ass about this, though. And yeah. I'm surprised people haven't put him back in his box yet. Yeah, well, not yet. Give him time. Given time. What He's was this? This is uh, there's a quote here that uh, says the legislation will ultimately reflect the outcome of that review. I think this is Joe Hockey. Anyway, I'm not sure who's actually said this. This is for people to say it definitely won't be passed. The legislation hasn't been drafted. That review hasn't even taken place yet. <laughs> you know, it's like you look at it and go, this whole thing blew out of proportion as well. I think that's the biggest problem with this internet censorship filter is that it is so misunderstood. They did the trials. He was really pushing it through. But the bottom line is it never actually made it to the House. Mm. It never got that far, you know. Um, anyway, so that's that. That's it. I'm going to move away from him. He just depresses me. <laughs> he just depresses me. Yeah. Um, now, I would like to point out. Um, now, I don't know which show because she didn't mention which show this was relevant to. But I think it is relevant to bring it up onto any one of the shows. And we'll bring it up onto this one. I have a feedback. Uh, from now, where the hell is it? I've lost my feedback. I had a feedback. It's here somewhere. I thought I had it here. Anyway, it was actually from, uh, I'll paraphrase cause I can't seem to find the email here, but it was from our friend geek Betty who actually said, and uh, this is, this sounds like a blatant ad and I don't want it to sound like a blatant ad, just to remind people that it's there. Um, that she actually said that she was going out for her morning walk mm. and, uh, the shows hadn't finished downloading yet. And she was a bit upset because she wanted to listen to our shows while she was on her morning walk. And then she remembered we were on Stitcher Radio. She <laughs> fired up Stitcher.com. There we were. And she streamed the show while she was walking. Nice. So she was saying, you know, amazing that that's like that. And just to remind you that we are on Stitcher Radio, the two shows. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to sit there and have to worry about downloading it and then syncing it to your iPods and all sorts of Stitcher Radio is available for BlackBerry. Palm, uh, any of the web OS. iPhone, I've already got it set iPhone. up on my iPhone. I've got it set up on my iPhone as well. Um, and Android devices, uh, which we don't have a lot of in Australia yet, but we are getting a few now. I've noticed that the Android devices are starting to filter in. Uh, Stitcher Radio is available. It's free. And then you just search for us and you can find our latest episode. Uh, and along with us, you can also find our good friends over at Movie Fan Cast because uh, they're also on Stitcher. And in, I've got to give them a plug for it because it was Brad who told me about it. So uh, so thank you very much, Brad, at, movie at the Right This Instant and Movie Fan Cast. And they put us onto that. So that was very good. Now, apps. Right. Last week, we actually said we were going to start doing like an app of the week thing. Mm -hmm. And it occurred, uh, and I thought this is a really good idea, and I was looking around for the app I was going to recommend this week, but I'm not actually going to recommend this app this week. Josh is, but I'm not, because I got an email. And this is from our very good friend, Delta Knight. And is Delta Knight in the chat room today? Because Delta Knight often comes in the chat room, not today. Oh, no, no, it actually says, ah, Delta, <laughs> Delta Knight won't be joining us today because in the last part of the email, Delta Knight says, unfortunately, the AFL Grand Final, both games, uh, have and will keep me away from watching live on Saturday, but I'll be listening. All right, so Delta Knight, good luck on your uh, AFL game, which is football for the outside, for the out of out of Australia listeners. Okay, Delta Knight has said, "Hey, fellow geeks, I was listening to Tech Actually episode one hundred and one at work, and when you guys were talking about good iPhone and iPad apps, I started keeping an eye out. I happened to be surfing Gizmodo when I found one of the best iPad apps I've ever seen. Apple Remote is able to connect to my PC." 
with iTunes on it and remote control it. I've been looking for something like this for a while now because while I am washing up or something, it's able to control everything that's in my iTunes library, uh, including podcasts and videos. It's also possible from one of the pictures in the below link, because he sent a link for it, it's possible for this app can control multiple computers on a network, uh, but I've only tested this out on one PC so far. Thank you very much for that, Delta Knight. And I thought because of that, I will, I will make that the app for the week from my side of the table mm. because I use Apple Remote and I actually apologize in advance that I didn't recommend this mm. um, because I use it a lot because not only does it control your iTunes library, which is kind of handy for me and for other users out there who have one, it is also the best, best ultimate remote control for your Apple TV. So if you have an Apple TV, you can use, you can sit back with your iPhone. And there are times on your Apple TV when you'll be in like the YouTube app where you have to like do a search. Mm. And there is nothing worse than trying to go tick, 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 choosing the letters with that little tiny little remote that Apple gives you. Whereas on your app, on your iPhone, it just brings up the search window with a keyboard and you can just type in your search. And it's a free app. I haven't really played around with version two, which is the one he's been playing around with. I do have it installed and I will play. It is universal app. It works both on iPad and iPhone and it is free. Absolutely free. It works over Wi-Fi. It is really, really neat. I do like it a lot, and I do recommend it. Josh, what is your app? Uh, my app for this week uh, is an app called Dropbox. I'm not sure if anyone's used it. Uh, if you go out and you actually grab... Did you have to subscribe to the actual site, though? Yep, that's yep. fine, because this is actually the reason that I really, really like the device, because it basically becomes like a mobile box. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put anything in there, movies, music, games text documents, whatever, you can transfer anything from an application or an email or anything onto Dropbox on your iPhone or iPad and then send it to the box. You can also do it in reverse, so you can actually put music files and stuff like this. Um, I've been playing with this over this week. It is very, very cool because sometimes I just have a bunch of music in there or something like that, songs that I may not want an entire album from. Um, I haven't got to playing video, but I know that you can also stream video from it as well. Wow, okay, cool. So what's what's the capacity of Dropbox? Uh, I don't know yet because I haven't filled (laughs) it. Um, I've only installed the basic... um, um, I've only just installed the program onto the PC end, so I've just started playing with it. Okay, but so for those who haven't used it, now I don't actually use Dropbox, but I've heard a lot about it. I'm just bringing up the website now. Mm. Dropbox is a website. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, on the cloud storage, basically. Mm. Yep. And so you sign up for an account, <clears throat> and I think there's, isn't there two things with Dropbox? There's like a free account and there's a paid for account. Mm. Um, so I'm just trying to find out what the sizes are here. It's... Um, uh, looking at Dropbox right now, it says sync files of any size or type, automatic online backup, share large files and photos easily, track and undo changes of files, take a tour of Dropbox. So you just go to dropbox.com, sign up for your account, mm. and then download the app, which is free, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Well, you can actually set up the account. I actually set up the account from the my end. Oh, great. I didn't so know you did from that end. Yeah, okay. yeah, you can set it up from the actual device. Um, and yes, numero zero is right. You can also download the files to the device. Like, I've got a couple of pictures which I load up, and they automatically right. load, even though they're... Yeah, now, I use, I use because I'm a uh, mobile me subscriber, uh, if you are a mobile me subscriber, something I recommended last week, which is uh, the iDisk app, which is the, the same basic principle as this, which is you have an app that allows you to move files backwards mm-hmm. and forwards from your cloud storage, yeah. but you have to pay for a mobile me uh, app yep. Dropbox is like having that for free. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, so I don't. I've never really worried about Dropbox because I have the Mobile Me app. But for mm. those who don't have a Mobile Me account, this is 
the ultimate solution. There's actually a lot of people actually say it's faster than MobileMe as well. So. Yeah. Um, the other great thing is that anything you pull down, like photos and stuff like that, if you send them to, like, uh, as an example, um, I pull a lot of photos for the website and so on mm-hmm. and so forth when I'm making posts. Um, when I grab those photos, if I threw that in the box, I can then save them to the device or whatever, like videos and music files and stuff like that. You can pull them then onto your device and Fantastic. save them. So, yeah, no, just just a really cool kind of fun. No, I think that's excellent. Play. I'm actually going to sign up for a Dropbox account because I've got the mobile me, but I really want to play with Dropbox. Absolutely. <clears throat> and you can actually share Dropbox too, can't you? You can mm. you can uh, people give people links yep. to pull stuff out of it and stuff like that. I think, I'm talking my ass here, I've never actually used it, but um, I, I believe you can. So, yeah, no, you can email links. It's right there. It's Fantastic. The screen, all right, so, yeah, so that's yeah. all. And for us, that could be very handy yep. to transfer. If I could basically put show notes into mm-hmm. your Dropbox rather than yep. email them to you, which would be very handy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds very good. So that's our apps of the day. So I want to thank Delta Knight for sending that through. And next week I will give you actually one of my own. Uh, I kind of cheated because I had I had this one up my sleeve. So that was kind of handy. All right. We're going to do a little bit of housekeeping and then we're going to get out of here. we got a film show coming up on the network today. Uh, we got a doozy of a film show because we were actually going to talk about Oliver Stone and uh, the Wall Street film. Um, and I think we're going to have some fun with that. But... Right now, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. We're going to say if you agree or disagree with anything that we have actually said on the show today, um, or you have further follow-up or feedback, or you or you know you just want to drool over that super machine that we talked about, you can send your feedback uh, to geektech at geekactually.com. Um, now, we also had, uh, i got to say, I, I didn't have time to capture it off. I'm really, really sorry. We had an email, uh, sorry, a voicemail from Brad over at the Movie Fancast, who actually wanted to congratulate us on our 100th episode. Um, so uh, that was very sweet of you, Brad, and we will, we will get that to the show at some point, I promise. Um, all right, so the other thing you can do with those voicemails is you can leave us a voicemail, which is a Sydney number, 0280113167, or if you're a Skype user uh, and you would rather uh, do it as a Skype message, you can uh, ask to be friended on our Skype account, which is Geek Actually. All right, um, the, We don't have that just open to accept anybody because we get too much spam, so uh, just put in a request, and then once you're uh, uh, saved on our friends list, you can send us voicemails anytime you like. And last but not least, if you do want to send a voicemail, but you want a higher quality, you don't want to use a phone, you can just send us an MP3 file. Mm-hmm. Record an MP3 file. Make sure you keep these things down to 30 seconds to a minute long, please. Uh, send us an, uh, a, an MP3, and we will play that on the show. So that's, that's not a problem. Now, I also want to announce... Yay! We finally updated all the t-shirts and stuff on Cafe Press. Uh, so head over to cafepress.com.au forward slash geek actually. Or the link on the front page of geek actually. Or we have a link on the front page absolutely of geekactually.com. We put up t-shirts and mugs and mouse pads and all sorts of other goodies uh, of all three shows. So you can get Tech Actually, Film Actually, or uh, Geek Actually After Show stuff with the new logos by Josh Spencer. And Josh Spencer's artwork can be found at attackninja.blogspot.com. Uh, they, fantastic stuff. And the t-shirts look great. I'm putting in an order this week. i got to get stuff. It's, it's just, I have to have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to have it. And you can follow us on our fan page at facebook.com forward slash geek actually or follow me on twitter.com forward slash dave mcveigh and you'll find out updates of what the things we're up to and josh i heard about this little website um i, th- I thought we should talk about this do you, do you have any information uh, every on this? time you say that i always love it um yeah rawdlc.com um is the website uh, it is dlc live this is my other website um we do a live show very similar to dave 
um, except for it's all about games. Uh, we also have um, a podcast which is on iTunes, which is DLC Live. Um, we are still on New and Noteworthy, which we're quite happy of, and managed to uh, stay up there and claw our way back to the top almost every week. Um, but uh, we also have a website which has a whole lot of content on it. Uh, it's a little slow at the moment. The boys are absolutely overwhelmed by work. But um, as the weeks go on, uh, you will see a lot of new content popping up. Um, they have seen a lot of exclusive stuff, and we will be loading some of that up. So you guys should keep checking on that because watch the space and all that. Hey, look, I get my gaming news from you guys. So you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I've got you on my RSS feeds. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. Now, uh, I think at the bottom of the show notes, don't forget to join us for our 100th episode special on Geek Action. You think these... I got to remember to cut yeah. and paste. No, Stop I do it. that all the time. It's like um, uh, we 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 have the uh, DLC crew who are um, supporters of the site that um, back us up, and uh, they do their own gaming events based yeah, around yeah. us and things like this. You got some of them and, in the um, chat room right now, exactly. Yeah. And um, I uh, for apart from last week, I've forgotten to put them on the show notes for like six weeks running, and it's just because you just read it and you just adjust the bits <laughs> that you know you have to adjust. Yeah, the bottom section of my show notes is like a yeah, constant. it's stock standard. Yeah, so <laughs> you just forget every time. Uh. Oh, dear. Oh, so I'll just cross that bit over right now. Um, oh, no, we had a request in our chat room that said, do we have a link for the specs on that beast of a computer? The links are always in our show notes. Go yep. to, when the episode is posted, go to geekactually.com, and you will find, if you click on the, the post for the episode, there is a complete list of links of everything that we talk about in this show. Yep. So most of the pictures that we show, uh, all of the links to the articles that are our source material, this is the same across all of our shows. Mm-hmm. If we talk about links, the links are in the show notes, okay? And the show notes are found at geekactually.com. All right, so uh, uh, when the episode is up, you can find all the links there. Um, okay, I think that's it. I don't think we have any more. No, I think we're good, man. Are we done? Are we done? I'm just looking over my notes, looking over my notes. I think that's it. I think we're done. I think we need to get out of here because we've got Brandon McClellan coming in, and he's chomping at the bit at our studio door, I'm sure, waiting to get in here. So we are going to move ourselves out of here, and I'm going to say thank you very much to our chat room for joining us. It's always very great. Josh, where can people find you personally online? Uh, Personally online, uh, go to uh, facebook.com forward slash geekjosh. That's me. Um, uh, Send me a request. Make sure that you put in who you are otherwise I will ignore you and it's Fantastic. not because I hate you it's just because I don't know who you are it's the same look it's the same with anybody's personal Facebook account or Twitter account that you hear about on this show if you want to be friended you have to tell us who you are because otherwise you could be anybody and on Facebook I'm David McVeigh but there's very little chance I'm going to follow you because we have the fan page mm. go to the fan page alright but you can follow me on Twitter I love Twitter followers follow me David McVeigh on Twitter. Um, now, I also want to make a quick announcement to say that Shane will be back next week. Yeah. I got an email from him last night. Um, he's been really, really busy with work. So um, and people have been wondering where Shane is because he's in the opening credits and, and he's never he's hasn't been here for the last few weeks. He will be here next week, uh, apparently. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. It'll be nice to have Shane back in studio. Okay, we're going to get ourselves out of here. Thank you very much, Josh. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, all the listeners. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, the world. Thank you, whatever. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you all again next week.